Drivers, start your engines! It's time for the fastest hour of radio. Southern Race Week with your host, William Barber. Hello and welcome to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Southie filling in once again for WB, who is still recovering from some minor surgeries. So uh, he just wanted to let you know he's doing better. He's feeling good. And he'll be back in the captain's chair next week on this fine radio broadcast as well as podcast. So get excited for WB returning next week here to Southern Race Week Radio. But in the meantime, I am filling in. Glad to be with you this week as we have another star-studded, jam-packed episode of Southern Race Week Radio. But uh, before I let you know who's going to be on the show this week, so excited. In just a couple of weeks, NASCAR Cup Series Racing, along with the Xfinity Series, will be returning to Atlanta Motor Speedway July 10th and 11th. Very excited for that for the Quaker State 400 presented by Walmart Weekend. And the big Cub Series race will be on Sunday, July 11th. As we mentioned, the Xfinity race will be on Saturday, July 10th. And uh, we are giving you an opportunity to win tickets Sunday's Cup Series race. That's right. Just head on over to the Southern Race Week Radio Facebook page. You might need to scroll down just a little bit or we'll pin it to the top of our page. But you will see a logo that says Quaker State 400 presented by Walmart. And if you take that post and share it, as well as like it, you will be registered to win yourself some tickets possibly for one of those races on Saturday or Sunday. So once again, head on over to our Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash Southern Race Week. Like the page while you're there. Look for the Quaker State 400 presented by Walmart logo. Take that post and share it and like it, and you will be registered to hopefully join us July 10th and 11th at Atlanta Motor Speedway for the Quaker State 400 presented by Walmart Weekend as we'll have a full-capacity crowd. Campgrounds will be open for everybody, so we are expecting a huge crowd at AMS here in a couple of weeks to welcome NASCAR Cup Series Racing yet again to Atlanta Motor Speedway. So very, very excited about that. Also, another mention that William wanted me to let you know about, for those of you here in the Atlanta market area, uh, William Barber will be out also giving away tickets for the Quaker State 400 presented by Walmart at the Walmart on Hudson Bridge Road in Henry County on July 5th. So if you are in the Atlanta market area listening to Southern Race Week or the podcast, head on over to the Walmart on Hudson Bridge Road. That'll be July 5th from 4 until 6 p.m. And William will be there at that Walmart location with tickets for the Quaker State 400 presented by Walmart on uh, for Sunday, July 11th. So very, very excited to uh, pass that uh, information on to you. And speaking of the podcast, don't forget that the podcast is available for you every Monday on iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, as well as SoundCloud. So if you want to hear this episode again or any of our previous episodes of Southern Race Week, you can check out the podcast once again on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. And don't forget about our social media platforms as well. You can uh, follow the show on Twitter at SRW Radio. You can follow our fearless leader at WB Radio Network and yours truly at Alfie underscore 19. And as I mentioned previously, the Facebook page, which is at facebook.com slash Southern Race Week. We'd really appreciate it. Head on over there and like the page. And uh, make sure you check out our Twitter and Facebook page because we're always posting up information and the latest news going on in the motor racing world. 
As we mentioned earlier, another jam-packed show for you here on Sunday Race Week Radio. Coming up in just moments, we'll be speaking with the voice of SRX Racing on CBS, Alan Bestwick. And then following that, we'll talk to NASCAR Cup Series driver Quinn Half. We'll be joining us as well to talk about his sophomore season in the Cup Series. And then also we'll get an update on what's going on in the Car Tour Series, voice of the Car Tour Series, Jacqueline Drake. So all that coming up for you this week on Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. Hi, this is Winston Kelly, the Executive Director of the NASCAR Hall of Fame, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Salfie continuing on with this brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast as we have another special guest joining us from God's country out in Connecticut. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in the main broadcasting voice of SRX Racing, on CBS, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in Mr. Alan Bestwick! <laughs> I feel like I'm entering the ring at a WWE match. Well, you're in Connecticut, so you're not too far from WWE headquarters in Stanford, so I guess you, maybe we can get Mr. McMahon to give you an audition and tryout, buddy. <laughs> I'm doing okay with what I'm doing, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a little less dangerous being a broadcast announcer than being a WWE wrestler in the ring. So I, I agree with your decision of employment right now. Uh, Mr. Bestwick, thank you so much for taking time to join us this week. You've been the broadcast voice of NASCAR on multiple networks. Uh, I know the lot, you were on the show many years ago talking about your first ever job uh, doing broadcasting, announcing at a short track. And uh, now here you are doing everything heavy that you've done. It's amazing, your resume. And let me ask you, before we start talking about the SRX series, as far as your career, which has spanned a lot of years, is there any one event or any one thing that really jumps out at you as far as saying, man, I have probably one of the coolest jobs in the world? No, I don't think there's any one thing. But, but taken as a whole, when you stop and take time to, to reflect back on it, which we're all pretty guilty of not doing enough, who thought? I mean, I'm just a guy from a small town. I've got no college degree, you know, um, blue collar family. And I've traveled the world. I've been to Wimbledon to call golf at St. Andrews. I've called college football from places like Texas A&M, Wisconsin. I've done the Indianapolis 500, the Daytona 500. How do you explain that? You, you, you just don't, you know, you just don't. It's um, been a great ride. I'm not ready for it to end. I'm not anticipating that, but it's been a great ride. And who knows what's next? You know, that's the whole thing. It's all accidental. I mean, it just happened. Okay, what's next, you know? That's always the great question to ask is what next. And what's next for you is SRX Racing Series, which you're currently broadcasting right now with CBS. And as a longtime racing fan, I was a fan of the IROC Series back in the day. One of the races where I was at Atlanta Motor Speedway and had the opportunity to see it at AMS a few times, the IROC Series. And um, for a lot of the, the NASCAR fans who are, who are kind of describing this to the IROC Series, is that a fair comparison of the IROC to the XRX series? Oh, it's completely fair um, because that's what it was based off of. You know, Ray Evernham started his career as a mechanic uh, at IROC, uh, which was based in New Jersey, where he lived and was a short track racer. And, and a lot of the guys that became, you know, the famous Rainbow Warrior team uh, from Jeff Gordon worked at IROC in New Jersey with Ray, a lot of the key guys. So... This series is absolutely um, a reboot of IROC, but modernized and taken to eliminate all of the things that were difficult for IROC. So 
you know, the basic premise, take drivers from different disciplines of racing, put them in identically prepared cars. Check. That's what SRX is. The difficulty that IROC used to run into will be scheduling and sponsor conflicts. So we're going to run at Daytona, but IndyCar is in mid-Ohio. Now you've got to find a spot in those two calendars for all the IndyCar guys to get to Daytona, be able to race and get back to mid-Ohio without compromising their mid-Ohio race effort. You know, Budweiser's the sponsor of the IROC series, and maybe this guy's race car is sponsored by Coors or, you know, Chevy. And I mean, all of that's eliminated here. All of it. And you're going to short tracks. You've got these superstar drivers that are not competing for a championship in a current series. You've got a basically a purpose-built race car that purposefully doesn't have a manufacturer identity attached to it. It's an SRX race car. So all the things that, that gave IROC trouble, we've eliminated. And it makes it so much fun to go to these short tracks and watch these guys do their thing. It's just, it's been a blast. And, you know, watching the few races I've seen so far, I agree with you. The IROC series were all these big super speedways where you probably didn't have a lot of attendance, a lot of fans coming to check out the IROC races. But having these events at these small tracks where in cities where they just love racing, they just want to come out, they fill the stands up, they're excited to see some of the legends that they grew up watching and maybe for a younger generation. Like, for instance, my son is a big Chase Elliott fan. He, I had to explain to him who Bill Elliott is. And, you know, Bill is Chase's dad. So he got interested, became a Bill Elliott fan, just knowing the name. So for a lot of these younger fans that might be coming out to these events, for them to be there with their fathers or older generations who have seen these drivers race and explain to them, I mean, that must be a, a great opportunity for families to be able to come out to these events and have that generation, younger generation, learning about these drivers who they never saw race when they were obviously their parents' age. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, there's a whole cross-pollination thing here that, that you hope happens. I've never believed in the, if you're a fan of NASCAR, you can't be an IndyCar fan or vice versa. I've never believed that if you're a drag racing fan, you don't like oval tracks. I, um, racers like racing and race fans for the most part, there are always exceptions. Race, race fans, for the most part, like racing, whatever it is. So we've gathered this collection of drivers who have been ultra successful in their form of racing. And for the most part, we're putting them in circumstances they either haven't been in in decades or have never been in in their life. And, you know, I mean, Tony Stewart said it best. He said, you know, I never had the chance to race against Paul Tracy or Elio Castroneves or, you know, and now... These guys, these guys are all coming together. They're having a good time. They're challenging themselves. Their competitive juice still gets flowing a little bit. And, you know, for someone of a, of a generation who only knows Bill Elliott as Chase Elliott's dad, it's a chance for us to tell them Bill's story and how the racing Elliott legend in North Georgia came to be. Uh, speaking with Alan Beswick here on Southern Race Week Radio, lead broadcaster for CBS's sports coverage of the SRX uh, Racing Series, uh, working with Danica Patrick, um, I th I'm great to see her in the booth covering stuff for you guys. How have you guys gotten to work together? And, and obviously, you've only had a couple of races to work together, but how's that chemistry like with you guys in the booth so far? Yeah, Danica's fun. Um, you know, she's got great relationships with all the drivers, able to get their stories, talk to them about their stories, interact with them during the race on the radio. And she takes her responsibility very seriously. You know, she, she, Danica was a hardworking race driver. She got where she got because she worked hard at it and was dedicated to her craft. And 
You know, she's not walking in and out of these TV broadcasts just on a lark. She's working hard at it and dedicated to it and wants to be good at it and wants to do a good job for the fans and for the competitors. So been a lot of fun, um, a good flow. Now, one of, the, one of the things that we're doing with this series is we're rotating a series of people out. So this week, it's James Hinchcliffe coming in uh, for a couple of races. And Hinch will be fun. The same thing. You know, he's been on the phone to me, texting me. Uh, been watching the races. He's ready to go, wants to do a good job with it, wants to have fun, and it'll be neat to get his perspective on it too. Yeah, that was another interesting fact about the your series is that you have other drivers. You had Haley Deegan, who finished second uh, this past weekend. Uh, Scotty Bloom, Bloomquist, who's a short track legend in the world of short track racing. Um, you can see how excited Tony Stewart was to to win the race. You know, he, he said it's been a while since he's been in a victory lane. So, I mean, for these young – these drivers who haven't been in the series for a while – being there at the facility and talking to these drivers, how fired up are they to be able to race in this SRX series? Most of them probably don't have an opportunity to race anymore. Well, you know, Bill Elliott said, I'm still competitive. And here's an outlet for him to be competitive. Bill's 65 years old and in excellent shape. And you watch him, he gets in that car and, and he can still wheel it. Now, does he want to get in a car at, at at Charlotte or Texas or Atlanta or somewhere and, and go 190 miles an hour and everything that goes with racing full time for a championship. No, but the chance to get out and race with some people on some short tracks and have a good time. Know the cars are well-built and well-tended to uh, know the people he's racing with are all literally, you know, high level racers. You know, they just know they're going to have a good time. And, and so far it's true. I, I was, I was teasing Bill because he's probably had the worst luck of anybody through the two races so far. And yet he's still got this huge smile from ear to ear when he walks into the racetrack and he's just really happy to be there and to be doing this. Well, really excited for the rest of the season, the XRX series, uh, it, go to, you know, it's, it's been exciting to watch. I got to say as a race fan to see some of my favorite drivers that I grew up watching race again, it's so much fun. CBS has done a great job as far as producing these uh, broadcasts and, and the races as well. And, and Mr. Bestwick, if our listeners want to follow me on social media, keep up what's going on with the series, uh, where can they go to follow you on social media? Yeah, I'm places on all the, the, the typical platforms. Twitter is probably the, mo the most active one for me, at, at Alan Bestwick, uh, an A and two, A2Ls and an E. Uh, but, um, you know, SRX has done a wonderful job, the series, with their social media. Uh, a lot of pictures, a lot of inside videos, a lot of great things. That's been a lot of fun uh, to be part of also. And, and um, you know, the mix of racetracks we have left, Eldora Saturday night on the dirt. Then we go to Raceway Park in Indianapolis, Lucas Oil Raceway. Then we go to Slinger, a quarter-mile track, and we finish at the National Fairgrounds. It's just to go to these places with these racers, it's just so much fun. And I'm Kelly Stavis, pit reporter for NASCAR on NBC, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie continuing on with this brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast as we have another special guest joining us here on the Food Depot Zoom line as we head on to an undisclosed location somewhere in the United States of America. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in the driver of the number double zero car for Starcom Racing. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Quinn <laughs> Man, you got yeah. a heck of an intro going on. I feel like I should almost be coming out and doing some an intro dance to an arena ring or something like that. <laughs> Let's uh, give the listeners a little background about yourself because we're always fascinated. We know you're a great driver. We've seen you out there on the track. But for some people 
they're always like, how did you get into this uh, field of work? So for you personally, how did you discover your love for uh, racing? Yeah, I appreciate you saying that. That um, Yeah, you know, my story, I feel like, is, is a little obviously different. Uh, racing is unique in the aspect that drivers don't have to go through a certain necessarily, you know, feed system or ladder system like a lot of other sports. And, and for me, you know, I didn't come from a racing family or racing background at all. No one, I got this bug on my own somehow. And, um, you know, I started racing at the young age of eight with my dad as a hobby at the local go-kart track. And it's something that I just got interested in to compete competitively. And just by seeing go-kart tracks out behind like batting bullpens and arcades, that was somewhere that I used to race with family and friends. And saw a picture one day of a kid that raced go-karts competitively and bugged my dad for two years that I wanted to do that. And, uh, you know, outside of go-karts, we're just your normal NASCAR fans, right? We would always watch it together as a family, rush home from church on Sundays and watch NASCAR on TV. And that was about the extent of our racing background. So, um, you know, I, I got to start racing at eight and it was a hobby and I had a great success early in, in go-karts and mini cups. And it was something that I quickly wanted to uh, pursue the dream of becoming a NASCAR cup driver. And, uh, it really took God putting a lot of people in my path along the way to help me get there because we, we didn't know what we were doing at all uh, to get through one level to the next. So a lot of great people uh, came in my path along the way, a lot of great development teams and a lot of great uh, opportunities and, and opportunities as I climbed got farther and few uh, between. Uh, so it was very tough to uh, get on a rhythm or, or get um, comfortable at any level because I only had certain starts in certain places, right? It was never a full-time deal. It was never necessarily the prettiest deal, but somehow along the way um, we made it to the top and it's, it's a very humbling thing as a, a small town Virginia guy that didn't come from racing to be able to get to be one of the 40 drivers that runs in the cup series and to be heading into my sophomore season uh, with the Starcom racing is, is very humbling, you know, and, and obviously as a competitor, there's, there's things each and every week that, that frustrates you or that you want to do better or that you want to get better at. And uh, you just have to step back and still realize that that's all small potatoes, considering that uh, the thousands of drivers that have this dream and I'm one of them that gets to achieve it and live it. Speaking with Cup Series driver Quinn uh, Half here on uh, Southern Racing Radio, uh, you are into your sophomore season here with your team. Um, going from your rookie year and now into your sophomore year, what changes or what have you done that you think has helped you grow in going into your sophomore year? Yeah, I mean, there's a long list of things, right? I mean, I came into the season, obviously, or the series, obviously, as a full-time driver at a very tough time, heading into a pandemic, unfortunately, and, and losing a lot of valuable track time with not having practice and qualifying. So, uh, you know, as a driver, that was very difficult, but something I was kind of accustomed to, just having to learn fast. Um, but obviously, the Cup Series is the highest level of competition, and, and things are very tough at this level. So uh, heading into my sophomore season, man, it's just uh, – being able to go off the baseline of that experience now I have uh, having been to all these tracks now and, and being able to go back and watch that film and data and be able to look at what I did instead of having to go off what someone else did and say, okay, that this is where I need to improve. And this is what I did. Right. Um, so that along that, and then just having that notebook baseline with the team, you know, we were going into 2020 with no notes from, you know, my driving techniques or, or likeness at all. And, and having that notebook to go back on now and, head into these events with the, that to go with is, uh, I think, a big benefit as well. Uh, but, you know, at the same time, you think you have all that stuff and you should fire out the gate easier. We've definitely not had the season that we've expected to have so far. And we've had, man, we've had some bad luck along the way. And uh, heading into this weekend, uh, we're going to be at Pocono and having a double header and, and having two points races on the line is something that uh, we're really looking forward to and, and getting this thing stepped back in the right direction. 
uh, heading into the rest of the season. Now, being a young cat, you're like in your mid-20s right now, and this is your second year in the Cup Series. During your rookie year, was it difficult for you to gain the respect of some of the drivers out there, or what did you do to try to, you know, especially with some of these tracks like, you know, Daytona and Talladega, where you have to have a lot of, uh, um, a lot of um, cooperation with some other drivers to push along the way. How did you, how were you able to give me, gain some of the respect from some of the veteran drivers, or what did you do to help get respect from some of those guys? Yeah, you know, that that's obviously, that, that's something very difficult from the position that I'm in, um, being with a newer team like Starcom Racing and obviously having, uh, you know, a limited budget to work with and a little bit older equipment to work with. Uh, we, we Getting respect of your competitors is a very unique thing for me to do. And, um, you know, super speedway racing, like you 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 talked about, is a whole different thing. And, and that, that really came down to just me learning to be aggressive, right? I had to make those guys use me and show them that, hey, if we're in this situation, uh, the double zero, you can go with them. And uh, that's something that I'm still having to do at the super speedways. I don't feel like you ever just learn how to race super speedways. Every time you race the super speedway, you learn something. And um, uh, I need to find some luck, I think, to get through some of those races at the end of it. But um, as far as the rest of it goes, you know, uh, it comes down to just me being respectful back to them, right? And then learning which ones show me that respect back and, and having to talk with some of them, you know, if they have a problem, Make them, make them talk to me to help me get through it. You know, I'm, I'm still a newer name to the Cup Series, and if you have a problem, let's work through it and help me get better and help, you know, make your race better in turn. And uh, that's just something that's been kind of a barrier that I've had to learn to break through. And, um, you know, heading into this season is, has been a little bit easier because of things opening back up. Obviously, last year there was very limited time at the track, so it made it more difficult. Now, Quinn, if our listeners want to follow you on social media, keep up with your career, what's going on with you, where can they go to, to follow you? Yeah, you can follow me. I have a like page on, on Facebook at Quinn Half, and then I have the Twitter and the Instagram account at P1 underscore Half. Um, I am on TikTok. I kind of laid off doing the videos a little bit, but I, I am on TikTok at P1 underscore Half as well. We'd like to have fun with, with our sponsors stuff on there as well. And, um, you know, we, you can follow me at QuinnHalf.com. All my social medias are linked in there as well as some merch and Starcom Racing does a great job as well. We all, we like to try to stay connected with their fans, do a lot of giveaways, uh, answer a lot of questions. So be sure to go and follow those and keep along with our little team story. Hey, this is J.R. Todd, driving the DHL Toyota Camry, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. Hello and welcome back to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Southie continuing on with this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio, along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast, which is available for you every Monday at iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So we really appreciate all the loyal listeners tuning in, and we hesitate no longer as we have another special guest joining us here on the Food Depot Zoom line as we go live to an undisclosed location somewhere in the United States of America from an automobile with a child seat in the back seat. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in the voice of the Cars Tour series, Ladies and gentlemen, it's Miss Jacqueline Drake. Miss Drake, thank you so much for <laughs> to join us again here at Southern Race Week Radio. Glad to be back. Always love joining you. And I'm telling you right now, I just like that introduction. I can't get over it. Listen, if you need a hype man at one of your next events or something like that, just let me know. My people can get with your people. And we can make all the arrangements because I, I watch a lot of your videos on the social media pages because one of the cool things you do is you preview the track. Every track that you go to, you do a cool little video of you kind of walking around the track, giving the, the viewers a kind of a behind the scenes of 
what this turn is, how this turn handles and all of that. So I can like introduce you before you do your track tour. So, you know, we can work on that details off the air before uh, we let you go, but uh, appreciate you coming onto the show once again here on Southern Racing Radio and uh, you guys and the car tour series was in action this past weekend. So uh, for our listeners there who didn't, were not able to check out the event, can you give us a little bit of a recap on uh, what happened this past weekend? Yeah, so we went to Dominion Raceway and went back to Virginia. So we were just at Virginia two weeks ago at Langley Speedway and had a great time. And so headed back to the same area, funny story, on our way there, our truck driver uh, started to take an exit. Like we were going to Langley and we were like, whoa, 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 no, we're going to Dominion. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. So I went to Dominion Raceway and a great facility great people that run the show. Um, It really is like an entertainment center there because they have a drag strip, they have a road course, they have a bar, they have a big concert stage that's in the infield. So the facility and the grounds itself are top notch and and the quality for short track racing is there. They've invested a lot of money. There's even um, a hotel that's being built less than a mile away from the track. Um, Again, kind of like all on the same grounds. So uh, always love going to Dominion. And of course, we got another first time winner this weekend. So uh, it was it was great. And I'm not sure if you want me to dive into all the racing action. But the late model stocks uh, were in attendance as well as the they had lo- two other local divisions that raced. So we had a full night and a full grandstands there. So it must be great now that COVID seems to be on the decrease. Now more venues are opening up. To have a full capacity crowd at a lot of your events now must be awesome for the, not only the drivers, but yourselves in the broadcasting world to be able to have fans out in attendance making noise. How is it for you as a broadcaster to see full houses at all these events you guys are doing? Yeah, so um, not only are we seeing full houses, but I get to see people's faces again with them not wearing masks. And I had said that to the fans uh, whenever I was up doing some fan interaction stuff. It's just great to see people out and smiling and having a good time and all their family in attendance, of course, you missed that. You don't realize until after it's over, or we've kind of gone through this year of just human interaction not being the norm. Now we're back to normal, and you realize how much you miss it. So, you know, I was glad to see all the fans, and I believe they had said it was one of the most attended races they've had at Dominion. Now, don't quote me on that because I I don't know, you know, the exact numbers, but Jack McNally had mentioned that to me uh, whenever we were leaving that it was one of the highest attended Dominion races. So um, great to see everybody out and about. Speaking with uh, Jacqueline Drake here, one of the many voices that covers the uh, Cars Tour series. And another friend of our show, Grant Thompson, was out there at the event this past weekend as well. He's a young man who is really trying to get his hands into all different types of racing right now. I know he had a little bit of a shaky race there for him, but can you analyze and break down for us what, what you thought of Grant's performance? Yes, so Grant joined on to the Justin Johnson racing team. I know he's going to do a few races with the team this year, and he's going to wait until next season because he wants to go for Carster Rookie of the Year points. He comes from a background of trucks and prolate models, particularly over in Mobile, Alabama. Uh, he had, a, I'd say, a rough weekend. Uh, he got a lot of backlash from competitors he started on the third row, I believe, third row outside, and from the very first start, he had missed a shift, which unfortunately caused a incident with the other competitors, and then the restart after that, the same thing happened, so he received a, um, 
a little bit of criticism this weekend, but again, he's young. And I know Justin Johnson worked with him on his restarts prior to the event, but you are young and um, these late model stocks are different from what he is. They're the same, but they're different from what he's used to. And these mistakes happen to even the biggest names in the sport. You see it in cup racing um, almost every single weekend. So these things happen, but overall, I would say for him to come out to a cars to a race and run, um, you know, up front and compete against these guys is nothing short of a success within itself. So um, we all make mistakes, but he is very young and those things will happen. And so I'm looking forward to his next race to see um, how his performance goes because he's with a team that is stout and he has, you know, the equipment to do well. Well, you guys have a little bit of a break, and then you'll be back in action in July. So tell us when the Cars Tour Series will be back in action. Yeah, so um, we have a very short break for the super late models. They've been on a little bit of a hiatus because we've been focusing on late model stock. And we do super late models next weekend at Jennerstown Speedway in Pennsylvania for July 3rd. It's the big 20000 to win American Freedom 300 race that we have um, with some big hitters that are coming to us. And then the late model stocks are going to return on July 31st. We're going to Hickory Motor Speedway for our annual throwback 276, which is one of the biggest events we do where the teams and drivers and competitors, they all dress up in their throwback gear. You have the throwback paint schemes. So that is a really cool event. And we'll have the late model stocks as well as the super late model guys there. Um, and then we have veterans of the sport that come out on Saturday. We have a big autograph session for the fans. Um, it's really an event that a lot of people travel all over the country to come to. So if you can't make it out to Pennsylvania, you can come over here to North Carolina and see us at Hickory Motor Speedway and uh, have a good weekend with us. Bring your denim jackets and your 70s sunglasses and uh, have some fun. Well, we're looking forward to seeing what you're going to be wearing for that throwback weekend. I'm sure you'll have your, your ensemble looking sharp and classic 70s style. So, uh, Looking forward to seeing that. Now, Jacqueline, if our listeners want to watch some of these events, you actually do broadcast these. Uh, where can they go to watch uh, any of the Car Tour series events? Yeah, so Carstore has its own streaming service, uh, carstore.tv or pitrow.tv. You can watch all of our races. You can uh, sign up to be a member on there, and you can watch any of our past races as well. But you can stream it straight from your Roku device, uh, Apple TV, whatever. And uh, see us on there, some good late model racing. And Jacqueline, if our, uh, if our listeners want to follow you on social media, keep up what's going on in the Car Tour series and check out your great videos that you do when uh, you get to race weekend, where can they go to, to get all that information and follow you? Yeah, so you can follow me on social media uh, under Jacqueline Drake or the one and only JKD on my social media channels. I'm always posting fun stuff, new tracks, wherever I go. I'm traveling uh, most every single weekend to a different track. So yeah, uh, add me on there and let's be friends. Hey, this is Brandon Hutchison, Executive Vice President and General Manager of Atlanta Motor Speedway. You're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, we're back as we wrap things up for you on this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Southie as we wrap up, as I mentioned, this week's edition of uh, Southern Race Week Radio. Thanks to all our great guests who uh, joined us this week on the program. Of course, Alan Beswick, the lead voice announcer for the SRX Series on CBS. Thanks to Alan for joining us. Also, Cup Series driver Quinn Hauf, as well as Jacqueline Drake from the Car Tours Series. So thanks to those great guests for joining us this week on a Southern Race Week Radio. Next week, 
We're going to have a special Atlanta Motor Speedway edition of Southern Race Week Radio. That's right. We're going to be talking with Brandon Hutchinson, General Manager and Executive Vice President of Atlanta Motor Speedway as we prepare for ourselves for the Quaker State 400 presented by Walmart on July 11th. And also, I believe, uh, not uh, confirmed yet, but we should have Doug Rice from the Performance Racing Network joining us as well. And I'm working on it. I am working on hopefully having Bill Elliott on next week's program as well. So a jam-packed episode for uh, as we uh, promote and get ready for the Quaker State 400 presented by Walmart at Atlanta Motor Speedway. And uh, speaking of Atlanta Motor Speedway tickets, you can get your hands on some of those tickets. If you head on over to our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash Southern Race Week, you can scroll down a little bit and you'll see the Quaker State 400 presented by Walmart logo. Go to that post, share it, and like it, and you'll be entered for a chance to win tickets courtesy of Southern Race Week Radio and the Atlanta Motor Speedway for the Sunday and also Saturday Xfinity race from the uh, Atlanta Motor Speedway. That's July 10th and July 11th. So once again, check out our Facebook page for all of that. Don't forget about our uh, social media platforms. You can follow us on Twitter at SRW Radio. And once again, the podcast will be available for you on Monday on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So enjoy the rest of your weekend, and we'll catch back up with you next week here on Southern Race Week Radio along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network.